Welcome to the Movie Machine Podcast, where we make a movie based on a random prompt from the internet really quick and really fun. <laughs> I'm joined by three of the Hollywood elite, our writer, Kyle Decker, who is the surf coach on Point Break, our director, James Fairbairn, who is the DJ extra on The Last Dragon, and Jacob Gulliver, our producer, who did the special effects for Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. So your prompt is the following. The theme of the story is a dark conflict. The main character is an intuitive student. The major event of the story, joke. All right. So this movie is going to take place at, like, the main setting is going to be at a university that has a big astronomy program with an observation, like, big satellite. And our main character is going to be named, uh, let's just say Terry for now. They are going to be very much into the, they they think they've discovered some kind of celestial body that hasn't been discovered before. And they're very much going for it and going for it and everything. And, and more and more paths lead them. Terry faces uh, a conflict from a rival student who wants to get credit for it and is trying to take credit for Terry's work. We'll call this rival student Lars. This rival student Lars isn't aware that this is all an elaborate setup by Terry and it all ends to basically a joke that embarrasses Lars and from the whole school and other teachers and everything. It's basically the whole movie is a 90 minute shaggy dog joke, if you will. I don't know the punchline yet, but we're going to get there. And yeah, the whole thing is going to be set up this uh, Terry and Lars conflict. And the whole time they're going to try and one-up each other in an academic sense. There's going to be lots of them playing science pranks on each other and everything. And and misleading, messing with each other's data. Trying to get each other in trouble with their fellow. But but ultimately, Terry is going to triumph over Lars here. But it's the whole thing is going to be kind of like, a, you did all this just to... You know, just to pull my pants down figuratively and literally in front of the whole school. Something like that. Except I don't want to do that because that's like body shaming. So we'll come up with something better than that. And we're going to call it Black Holes. Because that might be the celestial body they're trying to find. Because there's, you know, potential there. I'm still working on the punchline. But I'm going to send the first treatment to the director. All right. So, James, you receive your script. Well, you have a telescope. So it's actually in orbit. So, um... Mm spent a lot of budget on that i was um, really amazed that they got the biplane up there with the that long right s- streamer. so but yeah. but after you know a couple months you're able to through your telescope read the entire script so what do you think first of all i was very flattered that that i was chosen to work on this this is a i think a really dynamic project and uh it's been a long time since we've seen some of these more academic comedies academic in, not in scope but in setting I think having a new Animal House, a new Van Wilder, is really the time has come. I already have the punchline to the joke, but we'll get to that. I noticed that the main character's name is is very gender ambiguous, which I appreciate. I think that we can have a star that is also uh, gender fluid or non-binary. I don't see any reason to uh, to cast either 
so we're we're gonna have a a non-binary uh, main character Terry Lars is going to be possibly uh, a love interest at first I want this to be a love story and uh, in addition to a comedy so the direction I'd like to take this in is to film this one as kind of like an art house flick and uh, and really just have uh, like smash cuts and and uh, you know quick scene changes between things and and filming conversations from a distance on the side in order to really you know give the audience a sense of this being a, a young comedy. My feeling is that the joke needs to be something really basic, that Lars is being set up for all of this because he has embarrassed Terry and they're getting back at them. So the punchline is that Lars has died of embarrassment from dissing Terry. All right. Uh, do you know what actors you want for? Um, yeah, I, I, I want us to look into actors that are currently non-binary or that have sort of discovered that they're non-binary. I would like it to be somebody fresh in order to increase that pool in Hollywood. And a young face is really going to be kind of important because, again, this is an academic comedy. So I, I would like them to be played by sort of an, an unheard of person. All right, so so Jacob, you're sent all the production things. The main cast is still just two giant question marks for Black Hole. So what are you going to do to make this make money? Yeah, so I'm going to be honest. I did not read this one. Um, I, it's, you know, the studio's trying some new stuff. We're trying to make movies based entirely around marketing and specific elements within script rather than focusing so much on like story or character and stuff. So we've got some hard notes from the studio. They don't really have anything to do with your story. You play with that, have fun. You guys are artists, do that artist thing. Uh, just make sure that you put this stuff in. All right, so uh, first off, we need four quotable lines that are said to the camera. Examples might be, uh, you can't handle the truth. I'll be back. Wakanda forever. Those are great. Just something like that. Uh, we need one decapitation. It, for whatever reason, people are, are into that. They think it's cool in movies. I'm, I'm good with that. We need two kisses. Uh, one can be on the cheek. One could be on the lips. We could have both cheek, both lips. One could be on a butt for jollies. I, I don't care what it is. Just, you know, find something there. Uh, we need one scene with an animal. And I'm not talking a budget animal. This is not a mouse or a hamster or a cat or a dog. We need a, a comedy animal, like a monkey or a pig or a dolphin or a platypus. Those are good animals. If you have something else, I, I'm, I'm willing to listen. We got lots of animal trainers around. That's, that's great. We need three or more explosions. They can be little explosions, big explosions, you know, world enders. Find, find something for them. Just that's, that's something that's got to be in there. Exactly one cute child. No more, no less. Uh, that is the correct amount of cute child. They don't need to be in it for more than... A line or two if you don't want. If you want to make them a part of the story, that is fine. Just not too much child. Uh, seven weapons. Different types of weapons. You can have multiples of the same weapon. How many weapons? Seven weapons. I have the okay. list here. You can look at it if you want. That is acceptable if you want to have copies of the same one. But seven different weapons. And one could be a pistol. One could be a rifle. One could be a, a knife. And one could be a sword. The, you know, I've played Clue. We can figure it out. Right, yeah. Uh, two bicycles or tricycles. I will accept either bicycles or tricycles, but not a combination of the two. Uh, one lens flare or beam of light shooting into the sky. Either one of those is fine, but no more than one of either. 
and you cannot have both. Uh, and then, of course, last but not least, any quantity of Chris Pratt above zero is uh, necessary. So mm. that's what the studio's got for you. Otherwise, uh, keep it up, and we'll, we'll take a look next time around. Did they have a budget? We're going to go about 50 mil. All right. So, Kyle, yeah, you get everything. I, I got this. I got this. So, change the setting. They're astronomers, but they're, they're aliens on another planet or in a colony in the future, so we can space it up a bit. And Chris Pratt is going to be play the disembodied head supercomputer, who is the dean of the space university. <laughs> and our actors are going to be played by Laverne Cox is going to play Terry, and Ruby Rose is going to play Lars. So we got that. The decapitation. We're going to take care of the decapitation and the animal in one scene. We're going to have a very cute ass, a.k.a. a donkey, that is living in the biodome, and it makes a farting poopy sound. As one of the other actors is kissing it, there's one of your kissings. And when it does, it causes explosive decompression, which causes a donkey's head to pop off. Decapitation! So we do that, all right? Uh, That's kiss one. Kiss two happens when Lars, a.k.a. Ruby Rose, is uh, talking to themselves in the mirror and kisses themselves in the mirror. So it's a self-kiss. That's kiss two. The cute child operates the Chris Pratt computer, We'll get a small, cute child actor. We'll have Chris Pratt's kid play it. And he's just like the, he's like, he doesn't have any lines, but he's precocious in a precocious spacesuit operating the supercomputer. Bicycles and tricycles, space tricycles. Everyone gets around on space tricycles. And by everyone, only our two characters, because there's only two. Perfect. And we'll have a sweet shot where they're racing each other across the, the moon base thing. There's a big lens flare going across it. Boom. All right. Cute child. Um, animal. They blow up the moon base, but the moon base has exactly three biodomes. All three blow up. That's three explosions. Kisses, and I need weapons. And the quotable lines, one, Chris Pratt looks at the, the camera and is like, I'm the computer here. I'm the only one who's binary. That's one. Quote. Quote two, the kid will have a line. It was like, I'm going to have to reboot your ass. Quote three is... uh. The dysentery one. That's the that's the the punchline. That's three, and and four is uh, as the explosion they're right off their space tricycle. Laverne Cox Terry is going to say "Yippee Kaye, space assholes," and that's four. I don't have weapons okay, yet, but but acceptable. But uh, I think well, they can just all carry weapons. If everyone carries weapons, so if Chris, if the kid carries two weapons, Laverne Cox carries three weapons, Ruby Rose carries two, there's seven. They can just have random space weapons. We'll have a Weeda workshop, make them up, done. Okay. So I think James, I got everything. Yeah, you did. So James, the producer gave him a lot of notes and your writer just knocked them all out of the park. So what are you going to do with I, this I, new direction? I noticed that they were knocked out of the park. They're, they're way, way, way out of the park. I, I would really like to rein that in just a little bit. Yes to Moonbase. Functionally, a lot of the shots that we've already done of inside the school, they can just stay because that's what a moon-based school is going to look like. It's going to look like a regular school anyway. We'll we'll just have digital go in and, and change, do some uh, post-processing effects on the windows so that it looks like space outside. Yeah. The other thing that I would like to do is just having them running around with weapons on. Some of the actors have been hurt. I think one of the pranks is going to involve a close call with seven weapons, almost like a Looney Tunes dominoes being knocked over, you know, just, uh, you know, falling weapons inside the space school. Low gravity makes it funnier. 
somehow. Yeah, I, I think I, I can work with this. I can make a usable film out of this, but I think I need to ask for a little bit more money. I would like to change the title as well on this. I think we can use Black Holes as a, uh, a the work in progress, but I really feel like we need something a bit punchier you have time if you want. Yeah, I, I think a uh, non-binary system is clever, <clears throat> but I, I really, I just want the actors to be in there to be actors and not for us to, you know, uh, make a, a point uh, of like underlining and circling their, uh, their binary status or non-binary status. I would really like to have a title that's clever like that, but I think that underlining, circling, highlighting the uh, the genders of the uh, of the stars is really, uh, no pun intended, is really marginalizing and kind of shitty. So we need something a little a little punchier. I'm just not sure what it is. So Jacob. Your last chance before this movie goes out. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure you guys are doing great. I'm sorry, I haven't been able to watch the cut yet. It's it's just got out from under me. You know, I got a lot of stuff going on. There's <laughs> a lot of things and people to do. The moon base exploded uh, three times. That's great. You know, I'm I'm confident you put what we needed to in there. And uh, the 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 notes from uh, my my good buddies are uh, are telling me that you you did a great job getting all that stuff in there. So, we got some uh, new stuff coming down. I'm going to need you to make a decision on a new title. We have run a few different titles through our marketing team, uh, and I'm going to list them off for you here and see what you think. Rage to the Top. Okay. Hyper Grind. Okay. Darkness Returns. <laughs> Twist of Fate. Okay. Star Serpent. <laughs> Just because it's in space, there's... I think moon basic instinct is one I want to put on the table for us to choose from. Go full Kanye, let him finish. Space rush. Mm. Mm-hmm. If it's a space school, that... That, that is yeah. good, yeah. Moon justice. <laughs> and last but not least, Transformers 6. <laughs> I, I like space rush. What about Over the Moon? Uh, because it is both a space comedy uh, taking place on a moon and also, allow me to explain the joke, that it is also uh, a play on words because uh, someone can be over the moon for another person. And uh, Terry, uh, of course, was hurt you know, by Lars's... Uh, How about Over the Moon, colon, space rush? That's my thing. The legal guys are saying you got to pick one of these. I think Space Rush we're, probably. We're, we're trying an experiment to market this on marketing data alone. I say either Hypergrind so. or Space Rush. Hypergrind, I want to save for my Gleaming the Cube uh, sequel. And then, yeah. I, so I, we'll go with Space Rush. We'll do Space Rush. All right. I changed it to Space. What, what, what else do we got to change? So that was one thing from the studio. That's all. I felt like it was just barfed out of a machine. All right. So, um, and now we barf it into a machine. So I'm going to put Space Rush into the movie machine, which sounds like 70s laser beams. Hitting animals with explosive decompression. So, well, going in, some people are a bit excited for representation, but then they see the movie, <laughs> and it's just basically like, oh, okay, maybe next time. 
I mean, it is so... It's been formulaically created to be as forgettable as possible. Like, it's actually kind of astonishing. How? how? Okay. Every single shot looks like it was in the trailer, even though the trailer was only two minutes. Like, it's every single shot is sort of structured in that way that an editor could just randomly take any, like, random collections of scenes and it'd be the trailer. You know, just super safe, you know... People see the movie, and it's pretty much out of theaters in two weeks. You guys don't really make your money back, so uh, that's too bad. However, this does start to get a cult following with astronomers for some reason. They just really like the academia, and astonishingly, it is very accurate to what astronomy high schools are like. It's a very niche market, I understand. Uh, There's only like four specifically designed astronomy high schools, but I don't know if you guys went there, if you did field research, but astronomy high schools are so much like random wacky comedies that Hmm. so somehow you got that market and that got you an extra $60. Perfect. So two of them? Yeah, but, well, the rest of them just streamed it. I mean, they're all nerds. They know how to do that. But you do have some time travel magic to change anything. So uh, we're going to start with our writer. Uh, would you like to change anything to Space Rush? I am in a sense that a film that has a donkey exploding via rapid decompression from a kiss is forgettable. That's one of the most memorable scenes in cinema history. There's a reason I filmed it in IMAX. It's the only scene in the whole film that was filmed in IMAX. And I'm going to say, I am not the director, but I wrote in the margins of the script that that should be filmed in IMAX with crayon. I did consult with Neil deGrasse Tyson to get the science perfect. So this is the most scientifically accurate. This is what it would be like if there was a moon base. The moon tricycles work like they would if there was like a moon colony. And the moon domes work like they would. The other thing, we're going to go full Batman. Everything on the moon will be named like they'll drink moon coffee and they'll wear moon pants. And and they'll have go to moon graduation from school and everything will be named moon like Batman named everything Batman or bat whatever. So we'll lean it into it. We'll make it feel very 50s. I'll write in the crayon margins again. That should be 50s aesthetic. Like with the thing and moon base, but scientifically accurate. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say 50s retro style, science accurate, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. Moon tricycles work like moon tricycles really would if they were real. All right. Our director. Um, you know what? I feel like I was crossing off so many points on a list that I, I it really wandered away from my directorial vision. And, and what I would like to do is to go back, film a couple of extra scenes, some of which will be in IMAX, actually, uh, for, I think, better trailers. But also, I really I would like to lean into the romance angle on the script that I added to the script that I received and, and really make this more of a romantic comedy between Terry and Lars. So yes, there will still be the big final punchline. Yes, there will still be the ass explosion. Yes, kissing and weapons and fun and funny and everything like that. But at the end, I would really like to shoehorn in. Sorry, I would like to emphasize the romance between Terry and Lars. You know, at the end of most romantic comedies, the couple ends up together, and even though they don't like each other at first, and I, I just feel like that's missing. We can from si- this movie. We, we can do a sex scene at the end where you can scientifically prove what happens if you nut in space. See, I feel like this is what's missing from modern cinema. 
I heard it push you backwards. For every erection, there's an equal and opposite erection. This is what I would like to do. Uh, and, you got me and curious about those inward erections. Also that. <laughs> i have to do some private Googling later. Jacob, I'm, this is the first time you've actually been listening to the movie production conversation. Well, apparently they fucked it up, so I gotta listen in this time. So yeah, I I, I want this. I, I want to expand our audience as much as possible by you know filming some extra scenes and pushing hard at the the romantic comedy angle. All right. So Jacob, it's your last chance before the movie goes back. Oh, and in- I want to change the title to "The Honeymoon Is Over." Darn it, you're making me look foolish all the times I say, okay, now it's... Darn it, I was trying to be meta and everything, and now I just... Okay. Jacob. Well, James, no, you can't change the title. Thank you. Like, like I said, those titles were not just pulled from a generator, despite how they sound. Those names were clearly pulled from marketing data about titles that make people want to go see movies Mm. so that you know that we gotta stick with one of those titles space rush that's a pretty good title i can i can sell Mm. i can sell space rush now looking at this data that you guys brought back for me somehow you guys fucked it up because it didn't it wasn't successful i mean like i know it might be gauche to say this in hollywood but i literally couldn't have done less on this film it was all you guys I just told you the stuff that was popular and had to be in it, but somehow you guys messed it up. And I mean, I mean, I gave you guys Chris Pratt and like he came to the set and said dumb lines out of a computer like that. That's gold. That's cinema gold. How did you mess it up? I mean, you know what? It's it's not even that big of a deal. I will do one little thing to help you guys out. In retrospect, we need a celebrity to promote the film on like talk shows. So I'm going to hire Anthony Mackie. I know he's not in the film, but. He tests really popular promoting stuff on talk shows. Everybody rewatches all the YouTube clips. So he's going to promote the movie and talks about how he likes it. And, you know, he'll introduce, like, some clips and stuff and tell a funny anecdote and everybody will like it. And, you know, I guess, you know, Laverne Cox did do an Urkel impression at my birthday. So that was pretty good. Worth the expenditure, I guess. So whatever happens, it's cool. Anyways, have a nice life. All right. So I'm going to put that back in uh, extra and the... Uh, nutting in space. Thank you. And so, well, most of this stays the same, except so with the astronomy high school market. So the nutting in space, just that was one step too far for the astronomy high school. Uh, that's really more of an astronomy college kind of thing. And, you know, they weren't really into these movies. However, somehow the fact that you pissed off astronomy high school, the opposite of the astronomy high school, uh, Spelunker High School, were really into the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say bully homeschool, uh, which nets you another sixty million. Because apparently that is a very, very large market. Hollywood has not been hitting them, so uh, yeah, your movie is a hit. Woo! Uh, so with that, uh, well done. Hell yeah! And yeah, uh, to come on my summary. And with that, we are going to end as always with a quote from our patron saint, Jaden Smith. Either I lie to you, or we cry together. <laughs> Total non sequitur, but if they made a se- sequel to Freddy Got Fingered, we'd be called Two Freddy, Two Fingered. I think it would just be Freddy Got Two Fingered. <laughs> Freddy Got Fingered again. Hmm.